Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah Adaf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Pei Zayin, 87 in Pesachim. We will begin a new Perek, Perek Haisha in Pesachim. Says the Gemara, we're discussing over here um, a Korban Pesach that of course everyone knows you need to be, you need to minui, you need to register beforehand to be in with the Korban Pesach. So the question here is what happens if a person got registered without knowing what happened, which means let's normally the guy has to give actual um has to give actual das, has to give actual agreement to what he's doing. But certain people we could assume that he that they're they're giving permission to someone to register for them. Okay? So, in, like, for example, a, a person's wife doesn't need to tell her husband, I, I register for me. It's automatically assumed. So we're discussing here certain cases where two people might register for somebody, and which one does, he, which one does the person connect to? Says the Gemara. Ha'isha bizman bet ba'ala. A woman, while she's in her husband's house, shachat oto ba'ala. Her husband made a shechita for her. And the father made a shechita for her. She eats the husband's. Once on the first holiday, she went to her father's house to eat and spend Yom Tov in the father's house. Okay? Then then she can eat whichever one she wants. Okay? If she, if they both did it for her, she can do whichever one she wants. Yeah, Tom, let's say you have an orphan Lawlin whose father passed away. And there's two apotropuses. There's two guardians who are in charge of him together. And she still love Apitropin. The two of them slaughtered and had the orphan in mind. Wherever he wants. If you have a slave who bought by two partners, a slave, of course, is a very, very expensive piece of real estate. Uh, they could cost upwards of two, three million dollars in nowadays money. Uh, some, if two partners together buy a slave, and uh, they they split the use of the slave, he can't eat from either of them. Rashi explains. Why? Because they didn't give the shoot for the guy to be counted in the other one. And therefore, the only way is that they both agree that you go to one of them. But if they didn't give the shoot, it cannot work. What happened if you had a case like that? We had a slave belonged to two people, and one guy freed his half. So the guy is half free and half evid. Then, he can't eat his, even his owners. Why? Because when the owner had in mind for his slave, he only had in mind for the part of the slave that he owns. He didn't have in mind for the free part of the slave. And therefore, it doesn't work. Okay. The Gemara asks the following question. 
we said that if the woman went, once the woman went to her mother's house, to her father's house, for the first Passover, then she goes, then she decides wherever she wants to go, father or husband. Now, we're figuring out that really a person has to register. And it, whatever you pick at the end, it'll come out retroactively that that's the one that you picked. So we see that the concept of yesh berera, berera means, do we say that there's retroactive selection going on over here? There was a machlok in the Gemara later on, whether yesh berera or in berera. Okay? We see from here, yesh berera, that you can have retroactive selection. Because this lady decides after the, the Korban Pesach is slaughtered, she decides that, that's good, after the, the Korban Pesach is slaughtered, she decides that she wants to be, let's say, in her husband's house. And retroactively, it turns out the husband shechted with her. So you see that it works. Why well, says, no, not necessarily. Could be, when it says, if she wants this and she wants that, she it says she can eat in the place where she wants, means she has to eat where she wants if she expressed that desire at the time of the slaughtering. Mm-hmm. Okay? But, no, there is no braira. Not necessary. We don't say there's such a thing as retroactive selection. Is a contradiction from later in the Brighta. The Brighta says, On the first holiday, she eats her father's Korban Pesach. Right? That's not like our Mishnah. But before she's married. No, after she's married. Okay. Right? We said that she has a choice, right? right. Later on, she, if she wants a father, she, or she wants a husband, sounds like that she, the first month she wants a father, mm-hmm. and later, and then the next year she could choose. But it sounds like the first Yom Tov, she has to... By a father. She has to be by a father. And we said she has a choice. There's two types of women. Some women are excited to go back to their father's house, and they go back all the time, and others don't. So when they don't, that's when she when when she's excited to go back to her father's house. She always goes back, right? That's when, in other words, in the Brighta, when we said you eat your father's house, that's because she always goes back. The mission is talking about a case where she's not psyched to go back, and that's why the first year also she has that question. Good. Says the Gemara. Now we're going to bring a pasuk that shows that women go back to their father's parents' house. And once we get on this program, we're going to go on a nice tangent, discussing many different uh, things in the Nevi'im. The Pasuk says, 
אז הייתי בעיניו כמוסד שלום. This is a פסוק that we all aware of from שיר השירים. It says, אני חומה, I am a wall, ושעדיי כמגדלות, my breasts are like towers. אז הייתי בעיניו, then I was in his eyes, כמוצאת שלום, like one who is perfect. Now, of course, we know that Shir uh, Shirim is a song of, the, of love between Hashem and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and, and Kalah Yisrael, right? Amar B'Yochanan, כקלה שנמצאת שלמה בית חמיה. This is like a, a kala who was found to be shalem in her father-in-law's house. And she hurries to go back to tell her, her parents what her husband thinks of her. But as beautiful, no? Like, what do you mean the, the husband thinks like... Hashem says in Hosea, Navi Hosea, it'll be on that day, Hashem will call me that you, you'll call Hashem my husband. You won't call me my master. The word Ba'ali is also a word for a husband. But Ishi is a little more personal. Right? So Hosea is saying that later we'll look to Hashem and we'll say, Hashem is my Ishi and not my Ba'ali. Okay, Baal, the word Baal could be used as a slave to a master or a woman to a husband. But Ishi is only a husband. Amar B'yokanan, Kikala bet chamiya. That's like a, a daughter, a bride in the father-in-law's house. Not like, a, not like a bride in her father's house. What does it mean when it says we have a young little sister with no breasts? What does that mean? This is Ilem. Where they learn a lot of Torah, but they don't teach Torah. So, um, you see the idea over here is that the point of Torah is to be able to give it to somebody. And uh, a rabbi who doesn't have a platform to give his Torah out is like, uh, is like, is like a woman who can't give nourishment out. She has no... She has, therefore, it's the same, the same idea. What does that mean? I am a wall and my breasts are like towers. This is the Torah. Who are able to teach Torah. So there it fits better. This is Klai Yisrael. These are the uh, shuls and the Bet Midrash where people learn Torah. 
Okay, beautiful. Amar v'zuchu partuvi amarav. My dichtiv asher benenu kenteim migdolim meneorim benotenu kezaviyot mechotavot tamnit echal. The sons are like uh, young trees, and their daughters are like corners, where they're made like a better mikdash. What does it mean? Asher benenu nikdim. Our sons are like young trees. Elu b'chorei yisrael. These are the, the 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 young men of the Jews. That they never tasted any sin. Just like a young tree is very, very pliable, and even if wind comes, doesn't crack. Whereas an old tree will crack off branches. Crack off branches means you lost a little bit. So too, a young person who doesn't who doesn't sin is uh, is not missing it. Every sin cracks off a piece of a person's neshama. What does it mean? Our daughters are like corners. These are the, the good girls of Kaisel. That even though they enjoy attention, they still don't. They still keep themselves special and and separate for their husbands. And you feel like a bowl, like the zaviot, like the corners. Or these are pesukim that show that the corners mean full, meaning just like we said that the daughters are like corners. What makes a daughter like a corner? Because she's full. She uh, she's full of her. Um, desire for attention, but yet she does not uh, act immodestly. Says the Gemara. Mechutovot tamrot hechal elu veelu male alei makatuv kiilu nevne hechal bimehem. A woman who's careful and a man who's careful, Hashem gives them credit as if they built the Beit Hamikdash in their days. What does that mean, careful? Careful means careful not to act immodestly. Oh. Person is careful not to act immodestly. In the youth, when his desire is the highest, is okay as if he built a temple. Says Gma. Devar Hashem, Asher Haya El Hoshea, Me Uzuyao Yotam Ahaz Yechiskiya Malche Yehuda. So Hoshea was a Navi who was Mitnabe in the days of the following kings Uzuyao Yotam. Achaz and Chizkiah. Okay? Says the Gemara, V'perek echad netabu arba nebi'im. During these times of these kings, there were four nebi'im who were nebi'im during that time. V'gadol shepikulam Hosea. And the greatest one was Hosea. The four nebi'im are going to be Hosea, Yeshaya, Amos, and Micha. And even though these four Nevi'im, the greatest one was Hosea. Right? <laughs> Meanwhile, Hosea is not the biggest Navi you find him. Yeshaya is much bigger. But over here, the, the greatest one seems to be Hosea, according to our Gemara. 
the Gemara is asking, Pasuk says, Tichilat Diber Hashem Hoshea. The first one, Hashem spoke to Hoshea, which sounds like the first of the four. Is it really that Hashem spoke to Hoshea first? He's not the first one that he spoke to, or not the first of the four, the first in general. From Moshe till Hoshea, there were many Nevi'im. How can you say he's the first? It's the first of the four. The first of the four that were in that time. Hashem told Hoshea, Banecha chatu. So now we're going to discuss Hoshea for a little while. Hashem told Hoshea, Banecha chatu. Often, when Hashem does that, Hashem is remarking that because He wants the Navi to defend Bnei Yisrael. Hoshea did not take the bait. He should have said back, they're not my kids, they're your kids. They're the sons of the, of the ones you love. You should, you should have mercy on them. Not only did he say that, Instead, he turns to Hashem and he says, If they sinned, the whole world is yours. Find a different nation. That wasn't what was expected. What am I going to do with this old guy? Go marry a woman who's immoral. And she'll give you sons of Zinunim, of a Zona. Then I'll tell him, Then I'll tell you to divorce her. If he can divorce her, Then I'll send the Jews away also. Hashem told Hoshea, Go take an immodest woman. And it says, He took Gomer, the daughter of Devlaim. We'll explain her name now. Amarav Rav says, Gomer, Shakol Gomrimba. She's called Gomer because everyone finishes off with her. Not, right? Immodestly. Bat Dibilim Dibara Ba She was a lady with a bad reputation, the daughter of a lady with a bad reputation. Shmuel says that she's sweet in everyone's mouth like a fig. Everyone would step on her like a devila. Means they're having relations. They wanted to destroy the wealth of the Jews in her days. We see from here that when there's immorality in Klai Yisrael, it causes the Jews to lose their wealth. And that, therefore, we're referring to her name as Gomer because we're finishing off the wealth of the Jews because the Jews are not acting properly with uh, regarding uh, modesty. Another pshat, Rabbi Yochanan Amar, not only they wanted to, they actually did destroy the wealth. King Aram destroyed them and made them like dirt because they didn't have any money because of the, the bad actions of the daughters of Bnei Yisrael. So the Pasuk says about Hoshea, and she got pregnant, she gave him a son. 
ויאמר להשם, והשם תורד הושע, קרא שמו יזרעאל, קוראים יזרעאל, כי עוד מעט הוא פקדתי את ימי ישראל על בית יהו. Because pretty soon, Yisrael is referring to the valley where Yehu killed all Ahab's kids. Now, what happened was that Hashem had told him to kill all the people in Ahab's family. Ahab used to be the king of the Israel. Now, uh, when they killed all the people of Ahab's kids, that was allowed. But that was assuming that he was going to be good and close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When he also was a Rasha, so it came out that you killed these guys for nothing because you ended up being the same Rasha like them. And therefore, Yisrael is referring to the valley. Hashem says, I am going to pay you back for what you did in Yisrael because you're just as bad as them. Okay? I'll get rid of the kingdom of Beit Yisrael. Call her Loruchama. I don't have mercy. That's, that should be the name of the daughter. Because I won't have any more mercy. I don't have any mercy to forgive them. Call him, you're not my people. That should be the name of your son. So they had two sons and a daughter. Because you're not my nation and I'm not yours. Okay? After he had two, do- two sons and a daughter, you should have learned from Moshe Rabbeinu. He's like hinting to him. Right? When he talks to me all the time, he separated from his wife. You also separate from your wife, like Moshe Rabbeinu did. Now this, of course, was part of the plan. So Hosea said, I have children from her. I can't get rid of her. If I get rid of her, If I get rid of her, there's a machlok what it means. Some say, in the metifta it said on the bottom, from the Marsha, that he didn't want to get rid of her because people are going to say that his kids are zinurim, are from other people, that's why he got rid of her. So he didn't want to cast down on his kids, that's why he didn't get rid of her. The Ben Ishchai says that he was ready to get rid of her, but Hashem was coming to tell him, why didn't you do it till now? And he's answering, I didn't do it till now because of this reason, but of course if you tell me, I'll do it. Okay? You, you, your wife, first of all, is not modest. And your kids are kids of immodesty. And you have no idea if the kids are yours or the other people's kids. Because your wife's not acting modestly. Your, your, the Jews... Who are my children? The ones who I tested. One of the four things that I acquired in my world, right? 
What are the four things? The Gemara is going to stick in. Torah kinyan echad. Dechtiv Hashem kaneni reshit alko. Shemayim ve'aretz kinyan echad. Shemayim ve'aretz another kinyan. Dechtiv kone shemayim ve'aretz. Bet mikdash kinyan echad. Dechtiv har ze kantai mino. Yisrael kinyan echad. Dechtiv amzu kanita. So so vata amata havim rochad. You told me when I asked you, you said switch them for another nation. Once he realized that he made a sin, and this whole thing was to get him to realize the sin. He got up to ask for mercy on himself. He got up to ask Hashem to forgive him. He says, Don't ask for forgive you, forgive yourself. Ask for Kla Yisrael. First, that's the problem. I made three decrees against the Jews because of you, and I don't want to have them. So you have to ask for Rahamim. It seems like when someone calls out against the Jews, it causes problems, and Hashem needs him to back off. That's what it sounds like over here. Hashem started to bless the Jews after he got rid of the Gezer, Hashem blessed them. The Jews will be like the sand of the sea. Instead of us calling you not my nation, you're the children of the living God. The Bnei Yehuda and Yisrael will gather together. And I'll plant you in the land. And I'll have mercy on the one who I said no mercy. And I'll tell, not my nation, you are my nation. Woe is it to um Woe to, is it to the authorities because it makes it, it, it buries the one who holds it. We saw from this Pasuk that Yeshaya was in the days of Uziah, Yotam, Ahaz, and Cheskiah. So that means that the king, because he had the authority, had, had, I'm sorry, had was was one of four kings that that Yeshaya lived through his lifetime. That means Yeshaya the Navi, who didn't have authority, was able to outlive four kings. You see that being being the king is not the greatest thing. I'm Rabbi Yochanan. What's the chut? Did Yoash, did Yerobam ben Yoash have that he was counted among the kings of the Jews? We'll see the Pasuk soon. But it seems like when we're counting the kings of Yehuda, which were usually more righteous kings, and in the, in the middle, you threw in Yerobam ben Yoash, who was only the king of Israel. Why is he mixed in with this mixture? Because 
because he didn't accept the Shonara that someone said against Amos the Navi. What's the story? How do we know that it was ever counted? The Pasuk says, This is the word Hashem that came to Hoshea ben Beri. So they threw in, besides for the four kings, Uziah, Yotam, Ahaz, and Chizkiah, it also mentions Yerobam ben Yoash. Right? Why is he throwing in? How do you know that he didn't accept Lashon Hara? Oh, we know that for a different reason. Right? This Amatziah was a false Navi. He was a, a, a priest for Abu Dazara. And he sent a king, he sent a message to Yerobam Melech Yisrael saying, He's saying that that he made a plot against you. Amos is plotting against you. The Navi. And that Amos said that you're going to die with the sword. Amar, Yerobam said, This Sadiq would never say such a thing. If he said it, what can I do? The Shekhinah told him to say it, and therefore he couldn't have said it. Now the Maharsha says that being that Yerovam's great-grandfather was Yehu, and he knew that he would last at least four generations, so it couldn't be that he's going to kill him. That's why he said, Chas Shalom. But even if he did, he said, Hashem is saying it. So therefore, because of that, he was okay that he was included in the Pasuk. <clears throat> says the Gemara, I'm Rabbi Al-Azhar, even when Hashem is angry, he still remembers the Hamim, meaning, while he's giving troubles to Kali Yisrael in his words, he he uses languages that remember that he used to have Rahamim, as opposed to using languages of anger for the, for the curses, it's languages of not Rahamim, where it's a little... Nicer. Okay? He said, I won't continue to have mercy on the Jews. Now, you could have said, I'll get angry at the Jews. Instead, he said, I won't have mercy. Another, another, He says, that I should forgive them. Now, the Pasuk, we, the way we read it was, I'm not going to have mercy Will I forgive them? And we read it with a tmiya. Will I forgive them? But the fact that I said the words, that I will forgive them, is also a way, a, a little bit of mercy mixed into the, 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 the troubles, right? In, into the hard words, into the harsh words, you mix in a little mercy when you say, will I have mercy on you? But you're using language, instead of saying, I'll, I'll, I won't, instead of saying, I'll, I'll be tough with you, saying, will I have mercy? Okay? The reason why Hashem kicked out Kali Yisrael among the Goyim is because we're supposed to have Gerim join us. Hashem wants to send the Jews out in order to add Gerim. I'll plant you in the, in the land. When a person plants 
a certain number of people, you always want to get back more. Right? So obviously Hashem wants to add goyim to convert. I'll have mercy on who I didn't have mercy to, mercy for. So from there you see that even if the guy is not, not, not part of Klai Yisrael, Hashem will let them join. Okay. Don't don't say Lashonara on a slave to his master. Maybe he'll curse you and you'll be guilty. A generation that curses his father and doesn't bless his mother. Is there a connection between the fact that he that a person curses his father and his mother, he doesn't bless, that you shouldn't say, even, an, even the generation where they curse their father doesn't bless their mother, still, don't, don't, don't curse an ever to the master from Hosea. We see from Hosea that he got, even though the generation was bad, when, when he told Hashem, yes, yeah, switch them, he got in trouble like we saw. Amar Roshia. My dikti, what's the basuk that says, Sidkot Pizronomi Israel? They'll remember the the tzedakot that Hashem did for the Jews. Hashem did tzedakah with the Jews. She pizan the benamot, because he spread them among the nations. This is what a certain goy. Told Ruchanina, an amazing story. This mean is a Christian, and he told Ruchanina, Anan me'alni minaych. We're better than you. It says by you, yashavsham. It says that you were there for six years. <coughs> now this pasuk is talking about a, a fight that Yoav had against Edom. Now, uh, what happened was that they were fighting against Klai Yisrael, and, uh, and David sent Yoav to fight against them, and he stayed there for six months, and he killed every man in Edom. Okay, These were people who were fighting against the Jews. So he said, look, you guys committed a holocaust. You killed every man over there. Vilo Anan, you guys have been with us under the Byzantine Empire of the Christian Empire for many years, right? We didn't do anything to you. If you don't mind, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to answer your question. One of my students will answer your question. Now tell that to be Oshia. If Oshia answered him, Amalei told him, you didn't kill the Jews because you don't know how to do it. If you want to destroy all of them, they're not with you. They're, not, they're all around. But the ones who are with you, you're worried that they're going to call you a nation that kills people. Right? Amalei told him back, Gapa de Romi, by the God of the Romans, Really, we thought about the idea of killing you guys, and the reason why we didn't do it is because of your reason that you just said. 
That's the emet. You're right. Okay. They didn't want to be known as a killer nation. Or they didn't want to have a nation that, that's missing people in the nation. They don't want people to get taxes from. Machlok is exactly how to understand it. Sorry. Tanu Rebchia. My dichtiv, Elohim hevin darka, hu yadat mekomo. Hashem understood their way, and he knew their place, her place. Hashem knew the Jews couldn't handle the Edomim, which are the Romans in the olden days. Okay. So, Hashem knew the Jews. Jews can handle the, 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 the cruelty of Edom. You have to know that in the, in the days that we're talking about the Gemara, there were two kingdoms out there. There was the, a, a huge kingdom of Rome, the Byzantine kingdom, and the, the Babylonian kingdom. And they were always in a fight. It was like it was like United States Russia, and all the, the whole world was under them. The two of them, Hashem knew that the Byzantines would be too tough on Kalei. So therefore, most of the Jews ended up in Babel, where the people were a little nicer to the Jews. The reason why Hashem sent Kalei to Edom is because it's low, like a grave. Right? I'm going to take you out of Sheol. And therefore, Hashem put you in an area that's like a Gehinam, so you'll be quick to get out of, out of there and go to Geulah. Another reason why we, we're better off from Babel is because Babylonians' language is closer to the Torah, so people understand the Torah better because their Aramaic is closer to the language of the Torah. Rabbi Amar, because Hashem sent them back to their mother's house because Abraham Avinu was from an area next to Babel. How do we know? If a guy gets angry at his wife, where does he kiss her to? His mother, to her mother's house. That's what Alexander who said, the three people went back to their source. Elohim, these are them. Yisrael, Kesem Yisrael, Ktav Luchot, and the and the writing on the on the on the Luchot. So you, the Jews went back to this place. The, the the money of the Egyptians goes back, and the writing on the Luchot. What does that mean? Yisrael Hadamah. So we just said that the Jews went back to Babel, where Abraham Avinu came from. Kesem Yisrael Dichtiv, Vahib Shana Hamishita Melech Chovam, Lechavam Allah Yishak Melech Mitzrayim. Al-Yerushalayim, in the fifth year of Yerushalayim, Shishak, the king of Egypt, came, came to Yerushalayim, and, and he took all the money that was in the Beit HaMikdash. So therefore, the Egyptians who lost all the money in Pesach time, they got it back in the time of Shishak. And what's the writing of Luchot? Because it says, I broke them in front of their eyes. When Moshe broke the Luchot in front of their eyes, the Pasuk says, you, you only broke the Luchot. Tana, Luchot Nishmeru. But the letters flew up to Shemaim and they went back to Shemaim. So therefore, those three things went back to their source. Ula Amar, Ula says no. Kadesh Yochlu, the reason why I we went to Babel is we want to eat Timarim via Skubo Torah and learn Torah. Because there's so much, so much free dates 
in Babylonia. Babylonia is a place with a lot of dates, and the food is cheap. You have you are able to go learn Torah a lot, and everyone could go to Dafyomi, right? Ula ikla le Pumbodita. One time Ula came to Pumbodita. Now Ula, of course, was the rabbi who said who spoke about the free money. But here we'll see that it wasn't so great. They brought him a basket of dates. Now they brought him a whole basket of dates, which are expensive in Israel. Amalu, he told him, Kama have bezuza. How much of these go for a zoos? Amalu, three baskets for a zoos. Seems cheap. Amal, so he said, Malat sina de davsha bezuza. A basket full of date honey could sell for a zoos. I guess, I don't know why it's one basket, it should be three baskets. I guess it takes, I guess, I guess three things of dates makes one basket of honey. I don't know. Yeah. And yet the Babylonians are not learning enough Torah. They should be learning more Torah if it's so cheap. That night his stomach was bothering him because he ate so many dates. Amar, he says, Malat sinat sama demota, a basket full of poison. Bezuza, of course, the Zuzum Bavel, they're still learning Torah? They learn so much Torah even though they have a basket full of poison selling for so cheap. Okay, we're going to stop at this point. Everyone make sure to make it to the, to, uh, the class tomorrow without your dates. Baruch Adonai Amen.